0: And uh, last time I preached was last Wednesday night, and uh, hopefully a lot of people are getting familiar with me now. I'm a little nervous tonight, so I want to start off by a story, maybe more of a joke, but uh, I remember this story. How many people here like to hunt? I know there's a lot of hunters in Ohio, and I like to hunt myself, and uh, well, one day, a, a uh, construction worker, a doctor, and a preacher all went out hunting, and uh, they were on this big hunting trip, and they weren't getting anything all week, but... One day they saw this deer going straight by them and they got on a firing line. They're like, all right, let's get all well. it's running. And they, they all shot at the same time and the deer went down. And then later they were looking at the, uh, the bullet entry and trying to figure out, well, who, who got the deer? There's only one, uh, one bullet here. And, and uh, they were trying to figure out the, you know, who shot the deer. And uh, so the doctor's looking at the deer. And the doctor finally examines the deer and, and look where the bullet enters and exits. And he's like, oh, I know exactly who shot this deer. It was the preacher, and they all asked, well, how do you know that? Because it went through one ear and out the other. <laughs> but I hope that's not the case tonight. I hope that tonight as we read God's word, it goes in one ear and affects your heart tonight. So uh, I'd like to open up with a word of prayer, and um, we'll, we'll dive into Luke chapter 17 is where we'll be today. Luke chapter 17, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for, Lord, your, uh, your gift to me, God. Thank you for bringing me uh, so far uh, and and Lord, you've given me so many things I don't deserve, God. I'm so blessed that it's embarrassing. And uh, God, you've just been so good to to us and this church and and uh, Lord, we love you so much, and I pray you would help me tonight and praise all in your precious name, Jesus name. Amen. Luke chapter one, Luke chapter seventeen, I'm sorry, Luke chapter seventeen. Uh, we're about to see Jesus and his encounter with the ten lepers here. And, and starting in verse 11 of Luke chapter 17, this is what it says, And it came to pass, as he went to Jerusalem, and he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered into a certain village, there met him ten men that were lepers, which stood afar off. Now, leprosy was a terrible disease. Leprosy is actually, in the Bible, a picture of sin. Uh, leprosy was a, an awful thing to have. And in fact, it would be like what we, is modern-day COVID, for example. Uh, if you were a leper, you were not supposed to be with people. You were quarantined. You were only with the other lepers. You were only with the only other quarantined people. And this was their life. They lived a life standing afar off. And they, they lived this life of, of uh, in this infectious disease that causes severe uh, disfiguring uh, skin sores and, and, uh, and nerve damage in the arms and legs and this terrible disease it it would uh you would have to you they couldn't be around people because it was contagious i mean this was their life this a leper's life was was being quarantined and i can i can't even say quarantine for 2 weeks without losing my mind but you think about these lepers this is their life this is their entire life and and they'd have to go around saying unclean unclean and you think about us and, and COVID and we got the COVID sometimes and we go, unclean, unclean, don't, don't come near me. But imagine living like that. And that leprosy was so evident in their life and, and nobody wanted to be around them. Nobody wanted to touch their filthiness, their dirtiness. Nobody wanted them. They were quarantined. And, and uh, I want you to notice what Jesus does. In verse 14, verse 13, I'm sorry, it says, and they lifted up their voices and said, "Jesus, Master, have mercy on us." And when he saw them, he said unto them, "Go show yourselves unto the priests." And it came to pass, as that as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back with a loud voice and glorified God, and fell down on his face and at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. And Jesus, answering, said, "Were there not ten cleansed, but where are the where are the nine? There are not found that yet return to give glory to God, save this stranger." And he said unto him, Arise, go thy way, thy faith had made thee whole. I want you to notice the very first thing that I see in this, and is that the lepers were cleansed. The lepers were cleansed, and they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said unto them, Go and show yourselves unto the priest. And it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. And I hope that everybody in this room tonight has had a time in their life where they called upon Jesus, Jesus Master. Save me, cleanse me, save me from my sin, my disease, and you were cleansed. And and I, I remember the time I got saved. I was a eight year old boy on my way to church, and sitting in the back of my mom's car, I was listening to the radio. Now, as a kid, I was super super oblivious, and I did not pay attention to anything. So even listening to the radio was something amazing to me. Um, I would just blankly stare out the window, but this time I was blankly staring out the window and listening a little bit to the radio. And, And we were listening to a preacher on the radio, and at the end of the preacher's message and on this this car ride on the way to church, I heard the preacher say right at the end, he asked the question, are you saved? Are you saved? Or in other words, tonight, are you cleansed? Are you cleansed? I remember sitting there as an eight-year-old boy, and I, I could feel the conviction come over my heart, and I could feel God speaking to me. And I knew I wasn't saved, and I had to ask my mom, I said, Mom, am I saved? She said, No, Preston, I don't think you are. I don't think you've ever asked Jesus to be your savior. That, that night I got saved. My mom led me to, to the Lord right there on our piano bench at home. And that was the day that, that I got cleansed. I was, I was once a leper. I was once filthy and dirty. And 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 but God cleansed me that night. And I love something I love about my testimonies if God can use a little radio to get to me, what could he do with you? There's people out there that need to hear the gospel and need to hear that there is a way to be cleansed and, and God used a little radio, a car radio, to speak to me. What can God do with you? A tiny little radio, what could he do? He, he did something huge. He saved me. He saved me from sin. He saved me from the chains of sin. He broke them and set me free. And he did it all by speaking through me, right, speaking to me, right through a little radio box. What could he do with someone like you, who's bigger than a radio box? God used something small to do something great in my life. And I, but I want you to notice that that these lepers, they were they were cleansed, and and I'm just so glad that that God, even though He saw me in my filthiness and my dirtiness and my sin state. And Romans five eight says, while we are yet sinners, Christ died for us. Jesus looked at these ten lepers, and he did not go, oh, I cannot, I cannot go by them. They are unclean, they're dirty, they're filthy. I don't want anything to do with them. No, he went up to them. And he said, he said, it said he saw them, and he, go, and he told them what to do. He said, go to the priest, and as they went, they were cleansed. And I'm so glad in my life that I didn't have to get rid of my leprosy, rid of my sin, and come before God as this perfect person. No, I came to him just as I was, and he cleansed me. And because he cleansed me just as I was, I can't stay the way I am. I want to love him with all my heart, and I want to to serve him. I'm so glad that while we are yet sinners, Christ died for us. And that he looked past my leprosy and he looked past my sin state and he said, I love you and I want to pay for you and I want to clean you. I want you to notice that the lepers were cleansed. I think about when they were cleansed and they went off. Could you imagine the feeling that they felt? I mean, they've been sitting here for years alone, quarantined by themselves. And now they're finally set free. I think if you were a leper back then and you were cleansed by Jesus' hands himself, if you were cleansed by the Lord, that you wouldn't ever want to go back to that leprosy. You would never want to go back. I don't think any of us here want to go back to COVID right now. I don't think anybody wants to be quarantined for, for a long time. I don't think anybody wants that. It's unattractive. But yet sometimes in our life we think it's attractive. We think, oh, maybe, maybe life was just a little bit better when I was a leper. You know, I kind of enjoyed my life a little bit, and it says it's pleasurable for a season, but it will not please you. Yeah. Listen, life as a leper is no good for a Christian. Right. We don't want that anymore. You don't want, it's, it shouldn't be attractive. Yet some, for some reason we think, oh, maybe life was a little bit better. Life was not better as a leper. Life is not better as an unsaved person. Life is the best it could ever be as a saved child of God. I am so blessed that it is embarrassing. God loves me like his only child and and I don 't know why we would ever want to go back to a life without him. Why would we ever want to go back to a place where, where Jesus is is far from us and we're far off and we are, we are alone in our sin state and we have so much sin and dirtiness and filthiness in our life, why would we ever want to go back to being a leper? Right. Jesus cleansed them. Yeah. Jesus cleansed them and could you imagine the feeling that the ten lepers have? The feeling of being free, no longer quarantined, no longer held down by the chains of leprosy. But I want you to notice that there was only one that came back. There was only one that came back in verse 15 it says, and one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice glorified God. You know, sometimes I think I think about God looking down on I me, mean, and he asks us as America, even, and possibly this church. He says, didn't I save 10 of you? Where's the rest? Where's, where's the ones who are truly thankful for what I've done? All the praise and all the glory goes to God. All the praise for anything good in your life, it all goes to God and yet there's only one that comes back in this story here. Man, they were, they, were, they were lepers, they were unclean, they were filthy and dirty. Nobody wanted them, and then when they got clean, they went along their way except for one. And I wonder, as, as a majority of Christians, who, who will be the people, who will be the one that will finally go back to God and finally thank Him, thank Him and praise Him, and I mean praise Him with a loud voice? When's the last time we just got in a car and on our way to work, we just shouted to the Lord with a loud voice and glorified him for the things that he's done for us and in our life and taking us from a place of absolute sin and corruptness and made us unblameable and holy in his sight. I'm talking about being thankful tonight. Being thankful for what God has done. And he looks at the leper and he says, were there not ten cleansed, but where are the nine? Where's my other children that I cleansed? Where are the people that, that I forgave and where did they go? But there's one There are not found that return to give glory to God save this stranger. There's only one that came back and I think about when's the last time you just really actually thanked God for your salvation? When's the last time we just really thanked God? I mean really, really, really thanked God? for the things that he's done for us in our life. And I know that we pray and we, and we, we sit down at the table and we pray before we eat and we thank God for the day and we, we do what we normally do. But what, what about the time that you just set aside to just thank God, to praise him for everything that he's done in your life? Where, where is that in our lives? You know the average Christian only prays about five minutes a week. Five minutes a week. What if we just took five minutes a day and thanked God for what he's done? Thanked God. Glorified him with a loud voice because he's so worthy of it. He's so worthy of our praise and honor and glory. Were there not ten cleansed, but only one came back? It would be a sad thing to say. What, What if this church, there's only just a few that truly thanked God? Let's be, a church. Let that, let's be a church that decides we're going to be the one. We're going to be the one that sets aside five minutes a day and just thanks God for, for what he's done in our life, for, for our salvation, for making us completely whole. There's only one that came back. Sometimes I think about when I don't thank God for saving me. I can only imagine the imagery of a kid on Christmas morning getting the present that he's always wanted for his entire life. And you can make up whatever gift in your head right now, and you know, for some kids it might be a PS5 or something, I don't know. Gets the present he's always, always wanted, begged his parents for every single year, never got, but then he finally gets it, and not once does he ever thank, thank his parents for it. Could you imagine as a parent how that would destroy you? You provided them the gift that they've always wanted, the gift that they always needed, the the gift that they always begged for but never had, and they finally get it. And you were the giver and yet they sit there and they go along and they play with it and they never once turn back and tell you thank you. I'd be ashamed if I ever did that to my parents. And I don't ever want to do that to a god who's taken me from a place of sin and filthiness and dirtiness and go live my life like it's like it's my own now and not once ever turn back to him and tell him thank you God thank you for the things that you you took me out of and you you kept me from I could have been over here in in my sin my leprosy my dirtiness my filthiness I could have stayed here but no God you cleansed me and instead of just going out and and living my life and acting like everything that's good in my life was because of me I want to turn back to God and just thank him. I want to tell him thank you God, I didn't deserve that. Thank you God, I, you, you didn't have to do that but you did and I don't know how, much, how you love me so much but you do. Thank you God. I want you to notice that he glorified him with a loud voice. He was not ashamed. He was not ashamed of what God has done in his life. Paul said in in Romans, he said, I am not ashamed of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I just wonder if when people ask you, are you a Christian? We say, yes, of course, I am. But why not we just, we keep going with it. He said, let me tell you what God has done for me. Man, it was on his lips. He could not stop talking about what God had did for him. He was glorifying God with a loud voice. He was passionate. He was loud about it. He was not ashamed. I don't want to be an ashamed Christian. I don't want to be ashamed of what the Lord has done for me. He's only done good for me. Why would we ever be ashamed of that? He wasn't concerned about what other people thought about him. He wasn't concerned about fitting in or, or, or doing anything to, to look different, look like the world. No, he glorified him with a loud voice. When's the last time that we glorified God with a loud voice and thanked him for all that he's done in our life. I want you to notice that all the glory belongs to Christ. All the glory belongs to Christ. In verse 18 it says, There are not found yet returned to give glory to God save the stranger. If anything good, if anything, any blessing has entered your life, it is all the Lord. It is all the Lord. We don't, you know, when you deserve hell, when we deserve hell, anything above hell is grace. Anything above hell is grace. And, and, and these lepers, they were cleansed and they went off and the nine went off and they, maybe they acted like they cleansed, they cleansed themselves. They looked so much better. And, and, you know, sometimes we walk around and we do good things for good people and, and that's okay and we should always be doing good things. But when we start taking it for the glory for ourselves, and start saying, yeah, I did that. Yeah, I gave the charity. Yeah, I, I did this in church. I did this. I did this. And we start taking the credit for ourselves, but it does not belong to us. The glory belongs to God. God is the one who cleansed you. God is the one who empowered you. God is the one who deserves the glory. And so often, how, do we, how much do we find ourselves being like the nine? And just going about life, never giving a single credit to God. The creator and sustainer of anything good in your life. Let's decide to be like the one. It's a choice. It's time that we praise God for all that he's done in life. And praise is one of the most repeated commands in the Bible. To praise ye the Lord is one of the most repeated commands in the entire Bible. And yet, how often are we like the nine and not choosing to be like the one? But I want you to also notice in this, this passage, in, there's one commission. There's one commission. and In verse number 19 of chapter 17, after he had cleansed them and, and, and Jesus is talking to the one now and he says to him, And he said unto them, Arise, go thy way. Thy faith had made thee whole. I want you to notice this command here. This command often shows up when Jesus heals someone. This command, I want you to see if you can figure it out as I read these verses. It says in John chapter 9, verse 6, it says, The blind man, he's talking to a blind man, and he says, He heals him. And after he heals him, he says, go. After he heals the blind man, he says unto him, go. The adulterous woman caught in adultery in John chapter 8, she said, no man, Lord. And Jesus said unto her, neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. In Mark chapter 1, it says, after he heals a man with leprosy, he says, say nothing to any man but go. And then he says in Mark chapter 2, after healing the lame man, he says unto him, go. Go. He says in Luke chapter 8 to the woman with the issue of blood, after he heals her, you know what he says to her? Go. You know what he says in Mark chapter 16 to his disciples after he has died and risen from the dead? He says unto his disciples, what does he say? He says, go. If you have been cleansed, if you have a new life in Christ, we ought to thank God and turn back to him and follow the command of go. We have a mission. We have a job to do. And that's to reach the lost. There are plenty more lepers out there. And they need to know that they can be cleansed. That they don't need to be held down by the power of sin. And the chains of sin No, they can get cleansed. And they're, nobody, they're not going to know about it unless we do something. And we got to follow the command that Jesus has given here. Go. In Mark chapter 16 and verse 15, he says, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. That is our command. Back, that was the command back then and it's the command today. Go and preach the gospel. Every time Jesus heals someone, he tells them to go. Jesus has healed us. Jesus has changed us. He made us new. He bought us with his blood. And he has a mission for us tonight and it's go go he could only tell it to the one because the other nine were gone we have to decide to be like the one what if tonight that we just decide that I'm gonna be like the one leper in this story and give God his rightful credit his rightful his rightful honor and glory because God has the, cl- the power to, to cleanse you, and you have the ability to thank him. You have the ability to thank him, and we have a mission to get to. Are we truly thankful for the cleansing that God has done in our life? Are we truly thankful? I'm talking about a true, passionate relationship with Jesus. Jesus. I'm talking about getting on our hands and knees and thanking God for what He's done. When you get Jesus as your focus and you base everything that you do off of what He's done for you, that's a good way to live. We have a mission to go to. Jesus said, Go. Will you? Will you go? Will you go tell the world? Will you tell the lepers? Or are they too unclean and filthy for you? Are they too dirty to even look at, to even to go and help? They're dying. And they're going to a terrible place called hell. The place that you and I deserve. We didn't deserve heaven. We didn't deserve anything that God's done for us. But now that we're here and we're cleansed, sometimes we act like we do. We all deserve hell tonight. So when's the last time you you told God that you were thankful for that? Let's decide that we're gonna be like this one leper and turn back to God and let him know just how thankful and grateful you are for your salvation and for the things that he's done for you. I don't wanna be like the nine. I don't wanna be like the majority. I wanna be the one. I want to be the one, even, even if I'm the only one in my family. Even if I'm the only one in America. Even if I'm only the one in my church. I just want to thank God. Thank God and turn back to Him and go. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for the things that you've done for us, Lord. I pray that you would help us, God. Um, to be focused on you and the things that you've done for us. God, I'm so thankful that you saw me and and cleansed me right where I was. And you saw that I needed saving and, and that I was a leper and I was full of sin. and But God, you saved me. and And I didn't deserve that, God. And I never will. And Lord, I pray tonight that we would just Never lose the awe of our salvation, God. Return unto me the joy of my salvation, Lord. And God, I pray as this year goes on that we would go and tell the world about what you did for me and for us and for those lepers, God. I pray this all in your precious, mighty name.
1: Jesus' name, amen. as we stand our feet with our heads bowed and eyes closed and have a hymn of invitation. If God spoke into your heart, maybe you just want to come to the altar. Maybe you just want to bow down before God and say, God, thank you for saving me. Thank you for caring about my life. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for changing my path, my direction in my life. Thank you, Lord. Say, well, Pastor, I've done that before. Listen, you can't can't thank God too much. You really can't. You could tell him thank you every single day. It's a good reminder. It's good to be reminded that we need to be thankful. Thankful for our salvation. Thankful that we're not where we once were. The piano plays, the altar's open.